Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. We got a cigar in our hands. It's the one I thought I had last week. <laughs> but uh, got the wrong one, so we did a different one last week. And I, I, for one, am already enjoying it more. So I'm glad that we had that one last week, because we kind of start have this gradual stair step of uh, goodness, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and there's kind of a there's kind of a way we should try them. You know, kind of go from the the alleged mellowest to the alleged strongest. You know, alleged. that's the that's the right that's way. That's one of my favorite words, <laughs> yeah. alleged. But that's that's the right way to do it. And I really wanted to pull one out that I wanted to smoke today, but I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it'll it'll come along soon enough. So, yeah. Yeah. but um, I guess I guess I should start. Yeah, what do we got here? Uh, Christoph Sumatra. It's the Robusto size. And we've already talked that we got a stellar deal. It's it's originally about an $8 stick, but we got a killer deal on it. So, um, And uh, this is what it says. Christoph Sumatra has a thick and leathery Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, expertly fermented and lovingly hugging a flavorful Brazilian binder. And hugging? Eight, hugging. That's that's different. Most You're stars it don't wrong. hug. It's candy hugging. <laughs> the girl wrote this. You can have leathery and hugging in the same. I don't know if that's okay or not. Anyway, um, and it's also, of course, wrapped around uh, the aged blend of Cuban seed, Dominican, and Nicaraguan long fillers. These tobaccos marry nicely, creating a complex, medium-bodied cigar. The rest of the information is telling us what we should what we should taste. So I'm not going to read that. There you go. <clears throat> I agree with the complexity right off the start. <clears throat> it's uh, it's it's got a lot more going on than than we've had maybe for a while, and so that's mm-hmm. that's a nice surprise for a good day like today. Um, kind of nice and light, uh, bright, not light, bright, bright. not light, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> it's like a leathery hug. I'm, I'm already appreciating that. <laughs> Golly, I just feel <laughs> embraced by the cigar. Yeah, is this the '90s? <clears throat> we've got some leather happening. <clears throat> So, um, well, what are you what are you tasting right off the bat? Well, I've got uh, I'm getting a little scotch, maybe something that reminds me of of a nice mellow scotch. I'm trying to figure out what that is, but I haven't nailed it down yet. Uh. Well, for me. Um, as soon as I started, I got nice amount of spice, like right at the, not too much, but right at the lower end of almost being too much, but it's interesting. And I was getting kind of a bready baking sweetness, which I always love. Mm-hmm. Not overpowering. Um, I wouldn't mind a little more, but it was, it's nice. It got me interested right away. There might be a hint of leather in this one, just like, um, the yeah. last one was pretty Yeah, lovely. but it's not, it's already a different type. It's like a different yeah. leather. You know, I, I like it when things surprise me. I, I'm getting the same, you know, this, the bready spice, whatever. I also got a little bit hint of stone fruit. That's what it was that kind of surprised me. Not sure, kind of like a cherry apricot, something in the back of my mouth. And I wasn't expecting that, so that's kind of, I like that. Well, let me work on that sweet I'm tasting. Maybe I'll agree with you, maybe I won't yeah. here, here in a little while. I do have some cracking on my, on my wrapper here, though. On the foot? Uh, it kind of goes up. Yeah, it is mostly isolated to the foot. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of cracking on on my foot as well. The, these uh, my humidor is sitting right at sixty seven, which is 
great. Yeah. Um, I think 65-ish is good enough. Um, but uh, we noticed the same on the last on the last yeah. one too. So it might just be something with these. Under, well, and this collection was out a long time ago. So, like I said, yeah. they could have been sitting at the cigar shop. A That's long true. Time. I wonder though if anybody else has experienced that with these. Go ahead and comment and let us know what yeah. what uh, what you've found. We'd like to know. So I don't recall the other collection having any cracks. I mean, I'm seeing even the little couple of cracks even in the side of this one, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't think are going to affect the performance. But I never like any crack. You know. Yeah. Like, I guess if we're going to be cigar snobs, we got to look good, man. That's right. Got to look good if you're going to be a cigar snob. <laughs> Of course, I'm dressed in my finest today. I've got my work clothes on. That's right. I actually got to shower and go home. <laughs> I was working on a truck before I came. Actually, I dressed down because I had stopped on the way and worked on a friend's truck. So, Or started to, anyway. The initial inspection. But, yeah. it's uh, Hey, guess what? It's still winter. It is. Very much so. We're going to start with the weather. Let's not start with the weather. <laughs> it's too depressing. Yeah, I was cold today. I was... Like, I didn't wear my long underwear because uh, I wasn't going to be working outside. Uh, and the boss is like, oh, yeah, I got a halogen light bulb for you to put out on that outside light. I'm like, crap. I was outside two minutes. And, like, the one side of my face where the wind was blowing yeah. was, like, a frozen It's solid. so crazy. We were, out, we were out the other day. Of course, we started to have calves now. And and uh, so we were out messing around, moving hay and stuff yesterday. And, oh, my gosh, I, tur- I turned to the west and just about froze solid. There was, like, the wind was blowing so hard. I think that was yesterday. It might have been Sunday. It was Sunday, Sunday. evening, I think. And, uh, man, the wind was blowing, like, it felt like sandblast in your face because it was, like, these frozen chunks of snow and stuff. Wow. We're going to get all our listeners all depressed and everything. We're, we will. We're, here we are smoking <clears throat> smoking cigars from the tropics and talking about snow. It's just not fair. Yeah. We need to get back to leathery hugs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, um, if you hear any weird sound in the background and is, is professional or lack thereof that we are it probably doesn't matter to you but uh, I got a great big bottle of water but it sat in my truck and froze today so it's like mm-hmm. one-third thawed out it's really cold but makes a lot of clickety clackety ice yeah. noise when I drink out of it we like that well, well what's, what's going on in the world here well honestly uh, I haven't stayed up as much as I should but um, Jesse Small thing's kind of old news, but I think we missed it by we minutes. We missed last it by news. minutes. Yeah. We were recording and on the way home I was listening to the radio and it was like a breaking deal that that he'd been well, had he been arrested I guess, or officially named a suspect or they basically said, Okay, the the jig is up and it was just a matter of hours after that that he'd turned himself in. Yeah. So yeah, that's a big deal. I mean d- d- this kind of contributes to an idea that I had that I felt like I needed to talk about. I, this is like the most amazing time right now because, of course, I'm generally an optimist. I try to be, but it seems that the left is just, it's like committing suicide with a lot of this stuff. There was another LGB, what's the, I, I always forget the, the LGBT, LGBTQE, whatever. Yeah, I don't uh, know the Oaks, did you hear about that? Some, no, another one? Some lady, uh, some gay rights activist lady burned her own house down oh, said yeah. it was a hate crime I saw the headline that's all I yep. didn't actually see that so there's another one out. chalk up to yeah. another fake wow and it just seems like they're imploding you know you got like the AOC stuff you got the abortion stuff going on right now you know the new green deal it, it's it and <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's almost like a gift from heaven <laughs> I really am starting to feel that way 
right as as 2020 is in on the horizon it's it's uh i don't know I, i'm so optimistic right now i just think there's a huge shift well this this makes me think think of a neat basic principle it's a slightly off topic but it's but it's interesting i we in the conversation we talk about values we talk about principles we talk about policy a lot but all of that isn't necessarily talking about people value sometimes is valuing people in relationships and stuff but like the instant that I heard that that Jesse Smollett was in trouble and probably made it up himself, I actually felt a little bit of compassion for him as a person, which is different from how I believe a perpetrator should be treated policy-wise according to the sure. law. Yeah. Um, we have to have good policy, and, but but I started to think, oh gosh, how how rough does your life have to be? I mean, you're a successful. Black man, yeah. I mean, isn't that the American dream? You're a black man. You're a gay man. You're you can do whatever you want. Nobody's bringing you down. You're making money. You're on this show. It's like that, and then you feel like you have to do this for some reason. And it's it's interesting. I think that I think that like uh, compassion and viewing people as people is such a central part of all the things that we do. You can, and and the neat thing is is that. Like God, we can we can have boundaries and laws and have compassion at the same time. You know, a lawbreaker is held accountable because of compassion. Exactly. You know, I was going to go down that route. Yeah, and so so you can you can have compassion for somebody, but they still need to be held accountable for what they did. And in the case of Smollett, it sounds like. It was all greed, man. He wanted more money. He wasn't going to get his raise, and so he felt like he needed to do this thing to try to get more. And man, the the effect that it has on other people is is really the sad part about it. I think. Um, well, yeah, and and the fact that compassion. I mean, the reason we have policy, laws, values, etc., is because we care about the other people. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't care reason. about the criminal. It's I, so I, I, I yeah. care about this Jesse Smollett and, and what happened to him and why he thinks he might have had to do that. But um, but I care that other people don't do this, too. Yeah. You know, I, I care about the people who had real things happen yeah. to them, yeah. who's, who's now, who, whose uh, problem might be looked at as, as a hoax, mm-hmm. when it really did happen. Well, statistically, it probably is a hoax at this point, you know? Yeah, and, so. that's, and that just that just stinks. You know, I, I hate that. But uh, anyway, the point is, you can, you can be compassionate to both. And uh, my heart kind of went out, went out to him and, and I don't know, just kind of wondered, hope, hope somebody's there for him. Mm-hmm. Well, they are there. I mean... <clears throat> I don't want this to be to sound um, uh, sarcastic or something, but already the I've seen people, even people that I'm friends with, you know, on some social media platforms, talk about relaxing the penalties for him, and well, <laughs> they just want it to go away. That's the problem. Sure. Yeah, but I'm not sure that's compassion. See, uh, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, that's why I say it's somebody a needs to be a friend needs to be there to say, hey, yeah, well, listen, buddy, this was wrong. Right. You shouldn't have done this. Yeah. That's that's the kind of friend, someone that can say it, that's that will say it. true compassion, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that can hold his hand, give him a hug. <laughs> Truly. A leathery hug. Yeah, a leathery <laughs> I'm going to use if that he likes, If he likes cigars. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, um, and just say, hey, you know. Yeah. 
And that's that's the kind of that's the kind of compassion that that we need. Oh man, yeah. So well, not to mention, God, somebody burned their house down. Who would do that just to make a hoax? I'm like, oh. And what and how bad is this? This is we're going all over the place. That's okay. How bad is our media getting to where? I mean, everything goes out, bam, 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 yeah. instantly. They jump right on, don't they? Nobody uses the word alleged, or yeah, yeah, seldom. They should, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's crazy. It's everything's clickbait. Nothing has to be nothing has to be right, true, accurate anymore. It's all and, about perception. Yeah, trying to shape that. I mean, what if a media outlet started getting the reputation for actually getting the facts right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they just skyrocket to the top? No? Not as long as there's gatekeepers, man. Oh. Not as long as there's the Googles in the world that can maybe that can rank everything according to <clears throat> the, their agenda. Yeah, I guess that's, that's another topic. Well, anyway. You know, along those lines, though. Okay. Atlas Shrugged is like, I think it's happening right now in a way, where the movers and the shakers are quickly finding that the system is 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 flawed to such a level. I'm wondering what's going to happen. Where are the Elon Musks going to go? You know, and the people that are interested in really telling the truth. Mm. I think that, you know, I, okay, so like what I said just a minute ago might have sounded pessimistic. Like, no, they, it's never going to, they're never going to succeed. They will. I think that that's another reason for my optimism right now is I think that there's going to be in the, in the very short future, some parallel internets or something where, where we see the rise of, of these independent minded truth seeking reality based, uh, people like say, you know what, this system is broken. We're jumping, man. We're going to start our own system because there's enough of us to finally do it. And I think I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think you're right. And I actually don't think it's going to be too terribly complex. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be anything, yeah. you know, too crazy, new right. or weird or out there technology-wise. I just think the Internet's opened things up enough that somehow something's going to yep. get through. I mean, some of it already is. Yep. In spite is. of the gatekeepers, it is happening. some of it's getting there's through. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on the gatekeepers right now. Yeah. And that's good. So... I'm I'm chomping at the bit a little bit on this cigar, and I think <laughs> I, I think we're about at, we might be a tad early, but um, so the I don't talk about aftertaste enough, and uh, like like how long it lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we should like some of the really um, people that are doing a cigar review every other day or something talk about that. And I'm really liking the aftertaste when I stop drawing. The that sweet breadiness and spice is just. Laying there and it lasts. Pad Thai. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm tasting in the aftertaste. I'm getting like a good Pad Thai. Man. Which I haven't had for too long. If there was a place to buy it tonight, I would buy it. <laughs> That's, what's weird is, I'm, okay, I'll agree with you a little. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's, it's, a, it's a spicy, that this burn is like Thai spice. Yeah. But the sweetness isn't, so it's like my brain's going, what's, what's going on? It's, yeah, like yeah. A, it's like a banana bread, but with a Thai spice. How is that happening? You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hope we're not getting too crazy here, but uh, anyway, uh, we're the cigar reviewers that are willing to get a little crazy. That's right. We're objective. This is what we taste. We we, we don't fall in line with we're, what everybody else does. And we don't have anything to prove. <laughs> yeah. True independent. When you have like one listener, you don't have to care. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, I hope we have more than that. We'll we'll have to figure that out someday. Uh, Let's try no, to make we have some more. more. We have more than that. <laughs> 
Are we still the lowest produced, least listened to podcast? <clears throat> no, either? I don't think we are. I think we're. I think. I think we're past that stage. I've heard some pretty bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so, so official cigar update. Um, a lot of what I was tasting is the same, but I'm liking the aftertaste, and it's. So I'm, I'm wanting to sit here and just, you know, do that little lippy thing, breathe in a little bit, and just enjoy the taste when I'm when I'm not even drawn in. Um, the spice did is is hot on my nose when I retrohale. Yeah, I was just gonna say I, that. But yeah. I like it. I, I mean, I don't like the spice. I like the retrohale, but the yeah. spice is like woo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's there for sure. Yeah. It reminded me, like, the first time I did a little, uh, just a small ret- retrohale, which we're trying to do at the beginning of the cigar now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got almost, I, my, the first thing I thought of was brandy. And I don't I don't think it, it's staying there, but, like, that was just the first thing that le- leapt into my mind. You know, you're, you're saying, you said scotch, and then you're saying brandy. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm missing, I'll have to, next update, I'll, I'll, I'll dig around in my brain for that. I'm wondering if there is some kind of something. It's something. Back Plum. in there. Because you said stone fruit, stone fruit brandy. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, something's there. I don't know what it is. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that. But uh, it's going good, burning well, even in spite of a couple little cracks that I got on mine. That, yeah. I, that's potentially a big one under my under my uh, band, but I'm not going to worry about it. Um, there's stuff going on in the world we should talk about. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> well, so Ivanka kind of made some interesting kind of underlines what we just talked about, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> made some interesting comments about uh, about uh, Cortez's Green New Deal and, oh, <laughs> if they would... <sighs> does any... I'd like to know if there are people if there are, in fact, if, if there are Democrats listening to our show, I'd like to hear your comments. I mean, if, if, if there is anyone that actually yeah. hears her speak and thinks she sounds bright. Anything close to legitimate, yeah. I hear a lot of conservative uh, talk show hosts just being mean to her, mm-hmm. but I think they're almost right. Like, I don't even want to say she's dumb, but when she talks, it's like, she just, <laughs> I'm sorry, she doesn't do herself any good when she talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the mouth is running, but the brain's just not clicking. Well, at least I'm trying something, you know? It's Oh, man, did you see that clip of her getting mad at the crowd or whatever? Like, I'm the boss. I'm the one in charge. Oh, no, I heard uh, someone was commenting Ooh, on it. I didn't actually hear the clip. It was in, it was just insane. I mean... Really? <laughs> okay, you are not a public servant, apparently. You are... You See, see that's a... The... I don't even like to classify them anymore as, like, Democrats or the left because yeah. it's so socialist, communist-sounding. When She's already fallen right into that mold, you know, of like, I'm the one with the power now, so this is gonna, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's frightening. What was the interesting thing, though, that Ivanka said about that, that people, as a whole, as a, as a general rule, want to earn their way. Yeah. And I like, I like yeah, that. that's so true. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's true. I think it's better for the human spirit. It's, it's just better for a person not to be given something. That's why I'm so not a fan of welfare. I mean, I, I remember when I lost a job and my I had unemployment um, for like six months, and then it ran out. Guess when I found a job? I mean, I was really this is a long time ago. Found a job like six months and five days after I lost my last one because I didn't have any more money coming in. 
And that's not how it's supposed to work, but that's but how that's it how works. How it does work. Yeah, I, I saw a. Uh, well, first off, I want to highlight something Ivanka said. She said, Americans do not want. I think I'm going to try to quote it because it's been a little bit, but they don't want the mandatory minimums or something like that. They don't want the minimums, basically, is what she was saying. Uh, she worded it so well, I, I, I probably butchered it. But they want the opportunity. People want an opportunity to win. Yeah. And as soon as you... It's just like the minimum wage debate. As soon as you say, okay, this is what everybody deserves, that's the new floor. Yeah. And and ceiling. I mean, it's 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 where people are going to stay. Well, and the thing the thing I don't like about it is, is I've heard people talk about a living wage. Oh, people can't people can't live on seven fifty an hour. Some people don't want to live on seven fifty an hour. They want to work three hours a week, yeah. making seven fifty an hour, and then go home and take care of their kids. Let them. And if you demand that they pay, they get paid fifteen dollars an hour. They won't have a job. They'll they'll give that seven dollar and fifty hour job to the fifteen dollar an hour guy, and then they'll do away with that person's job that wants to work three hours right. for seven fifty. Yeah, it's just going to put every, it's going to put so many people out of work because yeah. the machines are uh, uh, the machines are able now. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, not even not I wasn't even going to go down that path. They're able, so yeah. it's just it's just a matter of time. And they're cheap enough. Yeah, they're absolutely. It, <laughs> yeah, people, and, and the other thing is, people can't live on seven fifty an hour. True, they want to do better, and so they're going to do better. The ones that want to. Well, you, you, it, you remove that opportunity. And then. it might be a mom that just wants to work a few hours a week and her husband's out making a living, but she wants there to make a living. There needs to be all yeah. these, yeah. this spectrum. These options yeah. need to be there. Don't take the options away from somebody that right. wants that $7.50 hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, $7. You know what I'm trying to say. My mouth isn't yeah. going my brain There's, right there's something about the struggle. You know, and the communists will talk about the struggle or whatever, but there's something about... I think there's a good lesson for, for us in nature, too. When a chick, a little chick hatches out of an egg, it almost kills that chick to get out of the egg. But it needs that, it needs that almost dying to thrive, to, mm-hmm. to get strong and to, and, to, and to thrive as a, as a chicken. And so, you know, there's something about that in us humans too. We have to have the fight and the struggle to win is what forms us and crafts us into something more. You remove that, and we, we all are so... We're human, and we're fallen. We will just sink to, hey, I don't have to work. Sweet. Yeah. And, Unfortunately. And, yeah, but then that'll... And that does something to the to the human spirit, too. It, it makes oh, yeah. us... It actually brings us lower. Oh, yeah. Than the lowest. Way lower. Yeah. <clears throat> the baser things come out then, and you get crime, and you get yeah. all kinds of bad stuff. Yeah. So, Wow. Yeah, so I was I I I know there had to be more. I saw like a two second, just uh, short clip of Ivanka saying, you know, um, people want to work for what they make. Basically, is what she was saying, and it's like, man, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Glad someone's out there making that claim. And Ivanka, twenty twenty four. You think? Ooh. Oh, I think. Wow. Do you think she has those interests? I don't know, but I think if she wanted it. She could wow. easily get it. I mean, have you heard her speak? For one, she's she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She's yeah, gorgeous. She, is, she, is, she looks like my niece, or my niece looks like her, depending on yeah. how you look at it. She anyway. she's gorgeous. That helps. Mm-hmm. Whether you not whether or not you like that fact, it is a fact. She's she's amazingly articulate. I don't, I think that there are some policies that some people have questioned, and I would question them too. Yeah. But 
I agree. With the success that her father's had with his policies, I think that I think if she wanted it in 2024, she could walk away with it. That's interesting. That never crossed my mind. I'd, I'd be interesting to see interested to see if 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 that could happen. That'd be be interesting. So I'm not into predicting the future, but who would her vice be? <laughs> <laughs> just a fun question. That is a fun question. Uh, oh, I know who I like, but she might... I don't know if she's going to be in politics anymore. But who was the UN ambassador? Nikki Haley. I liked her a lot. Go double woman ticket? Maybe. You know, uh, almost black <laughs> female. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Can you say that? That might. That, somebody know. might not We're like banned me. now. Yeah, yeah. Darn it. Sorry, I said that. Nobody's going to be able to hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're demonetized. Oh wait a second. We're already demonetized. <laughs> Are we monetized? Are we making money? I paid a lot for these cigars. <laughs> oh. Mm. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. It was just good. There's it's interesting I, to speculate about that. Yeah, we'll we'll hear more about this. How bad this Green Deal thing is. Oh, you know what I heard about the Green Deal? What? It, it did you? I'm sure you heard this. It, to implement it oh. was going to cost like 94 trillion dollars. That's more than the global GDP. <laughs> I did the hear, global. I know the global. GDP. <laughs> okay, so uh. replacing every light bulb. Oh my gosh! In I believe the guy was from New York City, is what he said. Replacing every non-LED light bulb with LED light bulbs would cost $33 million. And it's like, what, what, who's going to pay for that? So they want to tax us more to pay for the Green New Deal, and then we have to pay $33 million for the new LED light bulbs. Mm-hmm. My word. <laughs> what? yeah. What's going to happen here? It's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's really, 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 really amazing that, that it's just not thought through. It, I mean, okay, so there's one thing that's just like the outright cost of it, which is insane and, and yeah. impossible and everything. But then there's also the fact. You got to... I wish, I wish there were just some more truthful, prominent voices because... The the uh, the truth is is that capitalism is the greenest system on this planet right now, and yeah. I mean, when people find out that they can be more efficient, they do it. When people find out that their customers want efficiency and greenness, they do it, and they make and they figure out how to make money at it. You know, when when it's profitable to recycle, everybody recycles. Well, yeah, that's and that's something that was really interesting to me at one of my class reunions. It's been a while ago, maybe at least five years ago. I was at a class reunion, and this uh, one of the guys uh, that I was in my advanced math class back in high school, really, really sharp guy with numbers and stuff. It's like he was working for some waste management company. And, and so the first thing in my mind was like, why are you working for waste management? You're like this, you, he probably went to, you know, four years of college or more. I'm like... Well, what do you do? And he started telling me, and it's just like, there's so much money in recycling. It's like somebody decide his employer decided to make some money at it, mm-hmm. and he's got a really good, high-paying job yeah. working for this waste management company that's recycling. I've heard lots of stories about that, like gleaning rare earth minerals out of trash and stuff. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's great that you can take waste and make it something. That's amazing. Yeah. And, um, and that's the heart of capitalism. Find something that nobody's using or nobody wants and figure out how to make money with it. Oh, that's beautiful. 
It, it is, and the, and the fact of the matter is when, it, and I guess we can go down this path, we're talking about the Green New Deal and stuff, when, when they say, okay, everybody has to use wind energy, and so it's mandated by the government that you have to have wind energy, what happens to the cost of wind energy? Well, it goes, it goes way up, and it doesn't have to be quality because everybody has to buy it. But if they, if they just leave it to the free market, it's like somebody's going to be like, hey, there are people out there interested in wind. If we can, if we can make money at it and make it good for them... And ingenuity, they start being creative, they figure out something, and they make a quality product that people want to buy, and then they start using wind. Mm-hmm. But as long as the government's involved and it's subsidized, nobody has to nobody has to make a better whatever. See, that's my main point too, is that innovation just takes a nosedive whenever you have all these mandates and whenever you have all these you know, when the government tells you what to do, then then the the search for the next newest best most amazing solution uh, people stop looking for. There's no money in there. Last week's ashtray is still here. Oh, good. <laughs> that's good. I knocked my ash off already into this little That's thing. okay. But I, I thought to make a mess. I forgot, you know, we're sitting in this empty apartment with nowhere to put our ash. Can't just put it on the floor like we do in the garage. We're wimps again. My garage is just too cold, so we're sitting in one of my empty apartments. We're adapting. See, it's a free that's, market That's adaptation. right. That's right. Um, it's just like with uh, I was talking to my wife the other day cancer research you know I really I call me a crazy kook or whatever but I really think that a lot more is known about cancer what causes it and how to treat it than they want us to know about because they make so much money yeah. and it's stopped the good development the good truth seeking because it's a corrupt system and the same with gov- any, any level of government it's like that the medical, governmental, industrial complex oh, controls gosh. too much of it. I, Way too much. I, I have a friend, and she had cancer and went through all the treatments you're supposed to go through. Mm-hmm. And one of my reasons for making certain uh, health care choices that my wife and I have made is she just said, I would, I would never, I wish I'd never gone through it. I, you know, I'll never do it again. She just said, I would just take my chances and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And her husband... What a good friend of mine was just researching, trying to find what are all the alternative things that you know none of the hospitals want to tell you about mm-hmm. because you can go and do that instead. They're low tech; they don't yeah. cost anything, and they're yeah. yeah. But it's it's too controlled. And mm-hmm. um, I want to be clear with something though, real quick. I do have a ton of compassion for people that get sick and have cancer, and I'm not sitting here saying that they're doing all the wrong things if they're doing what the doctors are telling them because I don't know. Yeah, I just have a suspicion that that. Man, and that makes me really mad because I do care about these people that are sick, you know, they're suffering. And I want to talk about just in general systematizing something when we after we talk about a cigar sure. update. Um, because we're, we're, we're on the clock here. Yeah. This uh, Christoph Sumatra, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I wish I was more comfortable. We need to bring like lawn chairs or something <laughs> instead of sitting on the floor. I'm noticing it this week that I'm sitting on the floor and it's hurting my back, but. Um, but it's a good cigar, so I don't care as much. Um, the the retro hail. I bur- did you could you tell when I burnt my nose? <laughs> yeah, I tried I saw not you over there like ah. Tried not to make it obvious on the recording, but I retro hailed quite a bit. It was a it was a big burn, but I like the taste. The retro hail taste is really good, even though it was a strong burn. But that aftertaste, just that lightly sweet. There's a little bit of earth creeping in mm-hmm. that I wasn't noticing before, and it's where you get that dark earth where yeah. you're not sure if it's a little dirty. Yeah, maybe just a hint. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not an expert on the tobaccos, but m- most of the Nicaraguan stuff 
if it's got a lot of Nicaraguan in it, I get a lot of that dirty. But if there's a hint of it, like there is in this, I, I like it. Yeah. Some of the like Nicaraguan pearls I haven't liked because they're they're too dirty tasting. But that, but the that sweet breadiness. I'm 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 not getting stone fruit. There might be some hint of some kind of grainy, maybe maybe that brandy coming in with the sweet bread. I yeah. don't know. I'm I'm still tasting <clears throat> something that's it's. it's like a fruity botanical type of something. Maybe there's a floral. Yeah. Maybe there might be a little floral in there that I'm that I'm not quite mm -hmm. picking up either. But um, but do you have anything to add? That's okay. No. We'll... Right there with you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll call it. We'll call that good for now. I'm gonna. I'm not a fan of tapping off my ash, but I want yes. it to there's go in the ashtray, not in the, not on the carpet. Oh, look at that seat. nice burn. Nice straight burn. Yeah. It dropped right off. So. Okay, so systematizing. Yeah. So anything, mm, make sure this keeps burning. Mm. Anything you systematize can, can degrade slightly. That's just the nature of systematizing something because you say, oh, you have a sore throat. Okay, there's a 90% chance that it's this. So we're going to give you this to treat it. And I'm, and, but... Even if it's a 98% chance, there's still a 2% chance it isn't. And so th there's, it's good because a lot of the times you can treat, and it's, I'm not, I don't want to treat, talk just in health, mm -hmm. health stuff, but any system does that. It has benefits, but it does degrade because it does throw out the outliers. And after you develop a system like that, so far, particularly in, in health care, and when then you get another system, health insurance, going with your health care, and then you get the government saying things about health care and health insurance, you've got three systems interacting. So there's a lot of degrading that happens, even though there's some really good beneficial things that exist. The, the only negative that I really would see, which is the, the biggest and the one I don't like, is that when you get the system, it controls itself and it maintains the system to the point of negativity. It has value, so you charge for it. Then you charge more for it. Then you charge more for it. And it just gets this, it grows and people, those who like the system can use it. But then when you get law and government involved, they almost start to say, well, it's illegal to not use the system. It's illegal to operate outside the system. Yeah. Then you start taking people's freedom away. Not only did the system itself just have some natural degradation, but then you deny people their freedoms to force them into the system. And I hope this isn't. I hope this makes sense. It totally does. I mean, the, to me, the biggest, the biggest downfall of all of that is that we lose the beauty of individuality. And it seems like we when when we systematize so many different things, naturally what happens is humans then have to fit into this system and and this system and this system, and it sort of just like narrows the band, it narrows the spectrum to a point where these type of people thrive, and so then you so that type of people are basically subsidized. You get what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and 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 we lose. <clears throat> Like you, well, you call them the outliers, but we lose the the beauty of the spectrum of of individuals, and that's scary to me because uh, well, it's just worth it's worth it's worth addressing because we were we're not made to all be the same. The systems would work perfectly if we were all exactly the same. Mm -hmm. We're not exactly the same, and we don't want to be exactly the same. We weren't made to be exactly the same. Therefore, systems 
will always be inherently flawed. Yeah, and this is this is hard to say, but and when they one more thing, just real quick. Yep, go ahead. <clears throat> and when when that happens, I lost what I was gonna say. It flew away with the smoke. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's not your fault. Okay, so <laughs> my so system's inherently the, flawed. The other thing that happens in the systems is when when it, you know the systems become interacting. We talked about three different systems interacting together. You people when theory then theory and worldview starts to creep in and people start talking about theories and worldview in the system as if they're the absolutes that the system has created when those theories and those worldviews aren't part of the part of the kind of provable system part of the facts that are embedded in the system Um, and they start talking about those and then those theories and those worldviews become um, kind of absolute ish in the system and it takes freedom away from people any, the only thing really wrong with the system is that it has to be an opt-in system. You have to be able to opt-in. You have to be able to opt-out. You have to have the freedom to do what you want to do within that system. And if you don't, I mean, it, it's silly. I had friends with a, a baby in the hospital, and they had the they took the baby there. They had they they decided that they're not really hospital people, but they're like I, this particular thing we won't treat it. They took there, had the baby treated, and they said. Okay, you've, you've got it under control. You've told us what medicines we need to take. It's time we want to take our baby home. And they said, no, you have to stay three more days. It's like, there's, we don't need to stay three more days. We don't want to stay three more days. And they said, we're, we're going to go home. And they, and, and they said, you can't. And I said, you can't stop us from going home. And they said, no, but we will tell you that your insurance will not pay for the previous things that we did if you go home now because we told you you have to stay three more days See, and that caused <clears throat> that me to should remember. be that should be against the law that caused me to remember what I was about to say when we get to that point the system fails because mm-hmm. the negative outcomes outweigh the positives that the system was created to to help with you know, I mean, the system, why, why do you have a medical system? You have it so that you can live healthy, free lives and go about your business. Well, when the system that pretends to be the solution for that, okay, we're, we're going to get you back on your feet and back out to live in your life. When it prohibits you from going out and living your life, then it's, it's inherently, it's, it's now, a, it's now a, a debit instead of a credit. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is why I talk about sometimes that we it's good to talk about rights like who was i can't remember it seemed like it was charlie something but the little the baby that was held captive oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in a hospital yeah, they couldn't in europe somewhere right? and the parents couldn't get alternate treatments um for was the baby it, did, they, did they ever come to the u.s um whatever happened they the, the baby ended up dying they couldn't he, he died by being medically kidnapped by that particular hospital and wow. um yeah, and that, that is just, that's a violation of the parents' human rights to take care of their child. Yeah. And I would, and I've said this before, and even if the parents were wrong, even if they took the child and gave him a treatment that was wrong, that wasn't the best, it's, it's their right, it's their freedom to choose, they're the caretakers, it's their child, it's their decision. Um, so, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty hard thing, and that... Uh, pretty hard thing for my wife and I to see happen, you know. Yeah. And uh, but the system any, then at that point is doing the opposite of what it was created to do. Right, and, and you, you see it in other places too, where 
the government tries to control something and say, oh, this is best, so everybody has to do it. No, if it's best, okay, let everybody do it freely. If it's not, some people may choose not to do it. So let them. Let them choose to do it. You, you market it. If it's best, it's your job to market it. It's my job to be convinced by your marketing or not. Whether I'm supposed to do this for myself, for my yeah. child, whoever. And, <clears throat> yeah, it, it gets crazy. I hope that wasn't too general. I hope the ideas that I'm trying to talk about yeah. came across no, there. I think they do. So, um, do we know anything about... Uh, Trump's not in Korea yet, is he? Yeah. Is I think he, 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 he get there? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's in Korea yet. I saw a tweet that he landed in Vietnam... Mm. So I don't know. That was that was what I saw too. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if he's in Korea. But I think no, they're meeting in Vietnam, aren't they? Or are they meeting in China? Or? Maybe they're meeting in Vietnam. I think you're. You might be right. We don't have our details. Yeah, the, I think they're meeting in Vietnam. I'm the, pretty sure. The 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 point or the the thing that I kind of want to talk about. I'm not a big fan of when media predicts the future. But what's what's Trump going to? How, how's he going to pitch him? What's he going to What's he going to do? <laughs> we won't know probably to, anyway. To, to Kim, yeah. To Kim, our buddy. Yeah. He's not our buddy. What are you our, buddy about? our buddy Kim. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not our buddy. Absolutely not. No. Um, I tell you what. See, we're talking about if you have a good idea, it should be easy to sell. And I think that Trump is a really good example of that. I think he has a good grip on. It's like we talked about a long time ago. Whenever we were talking about this Kim Jong Kim Jong thing, all he ha- all Trump I think has to do is say, "Look, man." I can make you so wealthy. I can make your people yeah. so wealthy. We're going to develop your land. We're going to make you the best, coolest, newest tourist attraction of the world. We're going to send billions and trillions of dollars your way. This is what you have to do. And and I think that is speaking Kim Jong-un's language. Really. And I, th- I mean, the best case scenario is we convert this guy to, ca- to capitalism and open the country, make his people happy and fat, and whatever. Yeah. And, and that's what I would do if I was him, at least. And I obviously we, we want the best for his people. But even even if he because it's the best for us too. It, it it is. But even if he bites partially, and he still is some selfish, evil dictator. If he bites a little, I on some level I think even biting a little is going to be good for everybody because I I think when he gets a taste of it he may still be able to somehow dominate with his control. Yeah. But the more he sees, like, the market working, the more he'll just be maybe. like... Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <clears throat> people people are selfish. <laughs> Do it long enough to get some wealth and then crack it back down again. That's usually what happens, right? And I, I, I hope Trump can navigate that. He does seem to be kind of a, a good salesman, a good marketing guy. Um, but I just wonder about navigating a, a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have to remember all the other influences that are there, too, and he has to navigate those as well. Yeah. Which is probably more difficult. If it was just one-on-one, leader to leader, it'd probably be a lot easier sell. But with the media and with these other influences, I, I saw a news headline that a bunch of meet American media people got kicked out. Oh, did that happen? I heard they got detained. I didn't. Yeah, like, what the, the heck happened? I didn't. Yeah, the the last thing I heard, and I can't remember who it was. It was somebody relatively well known for. I don't think it was CNN. I think it was a smaller smaller paper or media outlet, but. They, from what I heard, and I think it comes courtesy of Daily Wire, they they were detained because, um, wait, not, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Kim Jong-un, it was Venezuela. They were detained in Venezuela because Maduro didn't like something. Well, that makes more sense. Some of the questions that the media was asking him. (laughs) 
And I hadn't heard anything else. Like, I don't know if they've been let go, but they were detained. I'm like, oh, gosh. That's a sticky situation. That yeah. Is and Russia's involved now? What's Or is this just a <clears throat> stunt, or what's going on? I don't know, because is that... Because I wrote down here... This is this is actually, I think, from a week or so ago, Putin would target the U.S. What does that mean? Well... Okay, in in the context where I read it or heard it, I can't remember because it was it's a little bit of old news. But he, I think he was basically saying, kind of keep your hands off Venezuela because if you guys start messing around too much, we don't like it. I think that's what he was saying, and I don't know how much of that you have to take seriously and how much you don't. I mean, there's some power there. I still do not understand. I wish somebody would explain to me in a way that I would be satisfied. I don't understand why the United States and Russia are not, like, the biggest trade partners ever. I don't get it. <laughs> There's so much good to be had there. What's the deal? <laughs> Is it just... You have an opinion about that? I mean, what the world? Okay, here's my... No, maybe we're talking uh, Here's much. my uneducated guess. No, I don't think we are. I think Putin wants control. I think the, the Russian leadership, Putin and whoever else, wants control of land and places and if he just said okay let's be trade partners then the u.s would say um yeah great let's it'll be good for both of us but stay out of venezuela and we'll say why do we we, care? we need these trade routes open we need these trade routes open and we're going to keep troops there if you keep saying back troops out you can't have troops there we want to go in and conquer this area you know it's like i don't know how dangerous it is i don't follow um uh the oh Geopolitical, yeah, geopolitical the, yeah. stunts. There are people oh, that, that are smart, and I my kind of default is trust certain people. Sure, you have to. You have to because because they know how to navigate that better. Um, oh, we're at a we're at another cigar update already. This is a this is a good long pretty long burner because we're at yeah. forty five oh, 50, 50 minutes or so. Yeah, we're at about forty five, but we started a little or a little early. Yeah, so about so 50, yeah, 50 yeah. So we're going to get a good hour out of this. That's that's nice. I don't think the Corojo. Oh yeah, the Corojo went long too. So, but these are robustos. They should they should go about an hour, I guess. So, um, I don't have anything new happening, but I'm enjoying what we're getting. Um, yeah, it's nothing new. That that Earth that creeped up the last update is still there. That sweet. Breadiness that I might might concede there might be a brandy going on in there. The the spice died down some, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's and I, I had I always wondered about if we just get used to it. Maybe it could be. Says, yeah, yeah okay. might be. The oily there's some oiliness here too, and uh, um, I did want to try to make myself sound smart. I think I'm right here. I'm pretty sure the party is red that we both smoked before, and I keep usually four or five in my humidor. I believe that is a Sumatra wrapper, and some of the some of what we're getting off this is reminding me of the Partigans Red. And I'm not necessarily saying that Partigans is a standard we should measure by because I might like this better than the Partigans yeah. Red. I'm not sure, but they be um, they should be similar they're, if they're both Sumatras, and I think they both are. Um, but uh, anything else you want to say about that? Mine was getting a little dirty, but I think I might have been smoking it a little too hot. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to chill out a little bit. I've been talking a lot. I was worried mine was going to go out for a minute. I've been, I've been smoking on this pretty hard. 
I think I'm a little further than you are. I got it. Yeah, I got into systems, and you probably were <laughs> into systems. Yeah, you were dragging yeah. on your cigar, and I was like, "You're talking." Away. <laughs> My brain was working, and yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, so like, this is something short. I can say I'm kind of tired, tired of it's 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 in it's endemic. I think that's the right word. It, it's the media does this a lot. They bait us. Oh, oh yeah. the Mueller report's coming out, and then it doesn't come out. And it's just like I'm just getting fed up with it. Like I'm, I'm like tired of, of so, you know, so much media saying, "Oh, this is going to happen," and then it doesn't. Oh, this will. Ha- oh, this is. And it's, I'm just tired of the up and down. It's like, gosh, do you ever just say this is the facts? Um, I think they're so scared of the facts. Maybe they are. Do you ever say, you know, we don't know when Mueller's report's going to come out. We hope it comes out. I don't think it ever will. I think that they're just going to drag it and drag it and drag it. And if he ever concludes. I don't think it'll even be in the news. I think it'll just be kind of quietly die away. Well, then there's the whole idea that if there's if people wanting like the report made public, and it's like that's kind of ridiculous. It's like if someone wants to, you know, look at my life and see if I am a Russian agent. Okay, do that. If I'm not a Russian agent, you don't get Clearly. to tell the public everything that you found out about my life. You know, you don't get to tell them that I have a 20-year-old daughter somewhere in the world that I had before I was married. And, you know, that, that's not the public's information. And it's just ridiculous that that some people want it made public. Oh, we have a right to know. No, actually, you don't. You don't have a right to know, even if it's the president. And it's sort of related, as much as I'd like to see 10 years of Nancy Pelosi and Feinstein's <laughs> tax returns. You don't want to go down that road. Yeah, that's that's not right either. I don't deserve to see their tax returns, and nobody deserves to see Trump's. But I have to admit, there's a, probably a better chance that Feinstein or Pelosi did something in the last 30 years than Trump has in the last two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. go down that road a lot. I think that, I, of course... <clears throat> As, as far as the Mueller investigation goes, I think one of the best sources that I've found for this whole thing has been Dan Bongino and some of the stuff he's been putting out. And I've, I've said that before. He, he's, I mean, that's kind of all I've heard him talk about for a while now. And the way, from what I have heard, I've heard enough to believe that they, that there is so much dirt on the Obamas and the Clintons and what went down there to try to get at Trump that I don't think they can afford to stop the Mueller investigation. I think that they've got to keep it going as long as the public will stand for and that's really what's going to close it down if anything is the people the people saying enough. Yeah. And until we do that and maybe that'll take till 2020, I don't know, but I think that once that happens and if Trump is ever cleared, I think it's going to be doomsday for <clears throat> for that whole thing. I mean, some of the blatant um wrong that was done you know f- falsifying court records and like and these dossier things I mean it's very clear that those were all of this stuff has been manufactured and what have they come up with some process crimes you think when it's done he's just going to drop the hammer if he can I hope so I hope he does That's too but right I don't know thing. if he will I, yeah I just I don't I don't know if he will I hope he does I hope there's people in there saying y- you need to I don't know whatever's best for yeah, the country if yeah. it's best for him to hold that information close to his chest and say yeah. guys you're going to play ball now aren't you then that's fine with yeah. me but I sure would like to see some people go to jail doggone it gosh yeah I would too but if it's again if it's better for the country you know you can, yeah again I guess that's a situation where we have to trust some people yeah and I'm be not, okay with it 
as long as we can still do business and that's right keep keep living our lives do what we do leave me alone <laughs> do what I want to do so yeah. um, well so I don't I don't even know what I think about like people in the FBI and some other places some other administrative agencies saying geez we gotta we gotta do what we can to take Trump out and I don't know what I think that, about that see that's so that bad. seems horrible. That's yeah. so bad, man. <laughs> I mean, if if that's a, I mean, I guess, I mean, we need. I think we need the Justice Department. We need the FBI. But could he just drop the hammer down on? I mean, at the very least, on leakers. You yeah. know, I, I don't. I don't think it's the fault of this of the agencies. I think it's the fault of individuals within yeah. those agencies. And I'm going to stick to that because <clears throat> yeah, it's we have to have. A federal bureau of investigation. Yeah. I really think we have to have that. We have to have a justice system that we can rely on. Now you've got to rectify it. You can't just yeah. You have I, to keep it accountable. Yeah, you you can't just let the public believe that it's all corrupt because then it's going to not be able to do its job of keeping us safe and protecting our rights and putting criminals in jail because we won't trust it. You know, but so I think they've got to they've got to have justice for some of these criminals. But I don't think it's a Matter of disassembling the agencies themselves. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and that's that. So I, I think I was out of line saying like, shut down the FBI, <laughs> shut yeah. down the abolish judge. the police. That's yeah, what it's the chant for some of these things. Gosh. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, so wrong. Well, um, well, let's do it. Let's do a close on the cigar. Let's do a big, big draw. See what we can get to on the final, final report here. The foot smoke. I get a lot more of that bready. Baking stuff in the foot smoke. Oh, I got a lot of sweet on that. I took a big draw. I'm not, yeah. I might be letting mine go too cold, too. I, well, I, I let mine cool off, and it's got a lot sweeter. Yeah. That dirt went away, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, the sweetness is there. I, I will. This one's going to fall in the I, will, I would smoke this oh, one. Yeah. I would buy this one. I would yeah. smoke this one again. Yeah. So uh, that's the Kristoff Sumatra. I'm a big fan of Kristoff. I think they, they're Dominican company. And they throw just enough Nicaraguan in to make it interesting. And I, I like the sweet that comes out of a lot of the Dominican mm -hmm. cigars. So, mm -hmm. so anything else from you? No, I, I really liked it too. This has been the best of the Kristoffs that we've had so far. I, I can definitely say that. The complexity up front was really fun and surprising. It's nice and bright. I still am getting a little of that stone fruit. I don't okay. know what else to call it. Okay. Sweet, fruity, floral, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And that pad thai aftertaste. <laughs> yep, I'm hungry now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll call that a wrap. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening to Doug and Joe Talk. Talk to you next time.